0: I'm with Andrew Tokely, our vegetable man on World Radio Gardening. I reckon we should class you as, don't you? I don't know, I suppose so, yes. I do grow a food veg. Just a few. Now, you've won a few prizes this year as well, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I've been very lucky. Um, What do you mean lucky? uh, uh, Skilled. Had the best-kept allotments um, competition on our site at Cape St Mary, and uh, this year I came second, um, which I knew I was going to come second a few weeks before the end judging
0: was announced because i've been looking around and the guy that come first i sort of said well yeah i reckon he's he's won that that's Uh, interesting so so you did actually look around and say this guy is actually doing a better job or is it just his style uh, of his
1: plot no his plot is um, a mixture of vegetables and flowers and um, he's won it in the past um, but probably the last time he won it was probably eight ten years ago and He's had a change of circumstances. His wife um, has been up there helping him a lot this uh, last year, which um, the last time he won it, she also helped, and uh, she likes weeding more than him, and uh, she's kept it immaculate. And it is—it's a, it's a, it's a credit to him. It really is. I mean, mine is actually oh, weed-free. It is <laughs> weed-free, Brit.
0: I mean, you have your work cut out walking around and finding weeds on your. Pot, I,
1: I you? always, I always take. Um, when I look at it and like I say I came second the last two years I've won it but um, um, I came second and I look at it and in the top three I'm
0: the only person who's in full time work still So, uh, and that's interesting isn't it Yeah, because this is one of the problems with owning I know we're going off from looking at your (laughs) crops but it is one of the problems with uh, having or owning or running an allotment is that it does require a lot of time and i know you're up here evenings early mornings right. and weekends that's and it, right. it if you can't achieve that i mean you've got more than one plot yeah i mean
1: you know and it is it's, it's keeping on top of it when the jobs need doing and that's that's what you have and you know and if you are retired or semi-retired um you know it should be a lot easier than if mm. you're in full-time employment but so i take great pleasure in the you know i'm in the top 3 And I'm still in full-time employment, um, but I'm still up there with them, really. And I did win the best polytunnel plot, so... there you you
0: go. go. (laughs) Now, we ought to look at the crops. Now, um, runner beans, people had a bit of trouble with runner beans early on, didn't they? Getting settings.
1: Yeah, I mean... Did you up here, or...? Not too bad. I mean, runner beans, they don't like setting um, when you get very, very hot temperatures in the day, followed by very, very hot temperatures at night. They'll put up with whatever temperature you have in the day but it's when you have those hot nights when you can't sleep at night, runner beans don't like it either, and it stresses the plant, so what the easiest thing for the plant to do is abort the flower, so it drops the flowers. And that is
0: what happened. We had that little spell, didn't yeah. we, of hot weather?
1: Yeah, and that, that's why they... you know. So the only thing you can try and do is cool the beans down as much as possible, and people say, well, yeah, I'll water my runner beans, and you say, well, how much do you give them? <laughs> and I mean, I've got, say, a, here's a 12-foot row of runner beans... And on there we'll have eight gallons a night. That's, a That's double row. it's yeah. a double row, but it has eight gallons on that double row every, every night. night. Yeah, and you need to do that because you know the plants are eight foot tall and they do sort of take up a lot of moisture. It's, it's all coming out. It is. It's all, it's coming all coming out. out all the time. Yeah, and uh, you know, and we've had a lot of wind this year as well, which has been a bit of a problem. So that obviously that dries them out as well quickly. So you do need to give them moisture, but the the runner beans now that the night's got cooler are good, aren't they? Setting very well, lots of flour on the top. Um, I always sow a late lot, which you I do. sow, <laughs> sow in um, sort of around about the second, third week of June. And those hopefully will take me on into the end of September, early October. What um, variety
0: is that one that you've sown late? this I year? I sow
1: Benchmaster, um, is the variety I grow. Um, the r- reason I like Benchmaster is it's a very thin, slender, long bean. Very, very good. Um, Obviously, we sell it at King's Seeds, so that's um, one of those. But there's various different varieties, everybody has their own choice. But I do like Benchmaster, and I always also at the same time I grow a few um, climbing French beans late, so I grow Cobra. Um, which is a good variety for that. So again, they come in later on. Um, I've had some fantastic dwarf French beans this year, um, particularly Safari. Um, that's been very, very good. cropped like mad. And my wife actually likes French beans more. She does runner beans. I think
0: I do actually. Well, they're easier to prepare as well, aren't they? Yeah, in the kitchen. Yeah.
1: But no, she really does like those as well. So you know, I think myself
0: that you should grow a mixture of the two. You yeah. know, some runners, some French. Well, there is a, a very specific different taste, isn't there it? Is. I, I know you just said your wife prefers the French. Yeah, they're easy to do. But the taste is different, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very,
1: very different. Um, and you get, you know, off of a small row, it's amazing what you can actually harvest. Um, and that's... And you always have plenty of friends who will take a few extras yeah. off of you, you know, yeah. there's no problem. So I would always say, grow a few French beans, grow a few runner beans, and it gives you that continuity through the season. And, you know, you can be picking those, as I say, well into October.
0: Now, we're looking at the plot. What are your, what do you reckon is the best thing that you've grown this year That's that's actually enjoyed the weather? Because... And then we can look at what didn't enjoy the weather.
1: Well, um, what's enjoyed the weather, I had a very good crop of peas early on, um, so they liked the weather, um, very much so. Um, My root crops have been excellent this year. I've got very good carrots. Um, I grow three varieties of carrots. I grow romance, which I grow to my earliest one that I harvest. Um, That's followed by one called aron, which is like a short, stumpy carrot. Um, and the one that I grow the majority of is a variety called Eskimo. Now, Eskimo is very, very good because you can sow that early. Um, so you can have it for your normal early going into your main crop. And I always sow a batch of that in June. And that way you've got some nice young carrots for Christmas. So, ah, uh, so if yeah. you're sowing, and because of its name, Eskimo, it puts it, up with the cold. It's got cold tolerance. So I just grow them under a, a EnviroMesh cloche. And um, I've had fantastic germination of carrots this year. Parsnips as well. Um, a lot of people have trouble with parsnips. They did, didn't they? Yeah. But the, the problem is, if you remember back, we had that lovely weather in February. Yep. For about a week. Not much longer, was it? And they all got itchy fingers and got out there early. You can't do it, can you? You can't, no. Because it turned cold. I didn't sow anything direct into the plot until around about the middle of March. Um, Some of my small seeds, not till the beginning of April, because the soil wasn't warm and there's no advantage in doing it because you'll just have gappy germination. If you wait, you'll have good germination, full rows and you'll have better success.
0: So come on, what's been the worst on this plot? Well, the worst thing this year, to be honest,
1: um, they they haven't turned out bad, but it was blight, came in early on potatoes. This year we had blight on this site at the end of June, which is
0: very, very early. It is very early, um, but that was at, again that was some of that was due to the weather pattern at was, that time. It was, and yeah. it was only short, wasn't it? It was, and um, it caught a
1: lot of us out. So I had to cut the tops off very, very early. It only affected me early, um, some of the early's and the second early's. The main crops seemed to battle through it a little bit, um, so we've had to cut those off. But luckily, because those had began to bulk up early enough and there was enough moisture in the soil, the crop's not going to be too bad. The tate's a little bit smaller, but um you know that. you can, you can live, know, with, you that, can live it. with it, but but that was the worst thing. And there's nothing you can do about it. The funny thing is, um I've got tomatoes on the plot outside and they <laughs> have not been touched. Not been touched, but they are varieties that are the newer ones that have got some blight resistance. So you've got mountain magic, which is perfect one called vespa which is a small cherry type and there's a new one that um, will be in our 2020 catalogue at king's called cocktail crush which mm. uh, which is if anybody likes the old-fashioned type tomatoes like elsie craig it's got the flavor
0: of like elsie craig very similar plant habit and fruit but it's got the bad added benefit of blight resistance now you grow tomatoes up here as, as we're saying and one of the questions i keep getting asked is no I can't find a simple answer. Is it's about skins? Yeah. Why are skins tough when you grow them at home, and they shouldn't be, should they? Um, is it watering? A lot of it, it. A lot of it's down to watering. I just saying it's growing watering, which is it, all I say. A
1: lot of it is down to watering. Um, a lot of it is down to the variety as well, and it's because the problem is over the years, because majority, you know, gardeners grow tomatoes, yes, but what we actually grow compared to what they grow commercially is a needle in a haystack because you know they're the big boys and what they've done over the years they've selected varieties and they've bred them to have a thicker skin last longer shelf life all want to help yourself now yeah, don't you pick it's them up be that yeah so you don't you know so that you don't put your fingers through them mm. so they've done that and that of course those varieties people buy from the supermarket or you might see them the small plum ones the mm. tiny cherries all different colours but they've all got a slightly thicker skin if you want ones with thin skin well then you've got to go down to things like sun gold um gardeners delight um has a thin skin mountain magic isn't bad it's got a slightly thicker skin than some but
0: but it, once you get through it the flavour is there but they've really been bred for home gardeners haven't yeah, they? they and have. that's the thing that's about
1: the, it. that is the thing yeah and um but that's a lot of it is down to you know how much water you give them you know i I can walk through the poly tunnel on the site here, and I can walk through and you can tell the people that look after their tomatoes one the color of the leaves, two you know the quality of the fruit, and you can see also if they've got some um blossom end rot on them because That's they right. haven't, I haven't kept haven't up kept the wa- water water watering level mm. I mean I go in here every day um give them a drink, even if it's only um only a little drink you know just to keep them going yeah. because if you're in a tunnel and through those hot days you know you're over 100 degrees in here the plants are going to suffer so you've got to keep that moisture level and and especially on bigger fruit of tomatoes that's when you get um, blossom end rot so you need to actually you know keep the moisture levels up but skin skin thickness Again, under glass can, can be affected by the excessive temperatures, that can affect the It's trying thickness. to protect the fruit, isn't it? It is, yeah, it's
0: protecting it. The plant is looking after itself. Yeah,
1: and the problem is also, if you read a lot of the books or you watch them on the telly, they're all stripping leaves off left, right and centre. Well, don't do that, because that leaves actually help protect the fruit a little bit as well um so uh, okay and they take up some moisture and if you strip all the leaves off and then you put too much water then they'll all split mm. so it's it's a balance you're not being
0: a little critical of television are you? i'm not being a little bit <laughs> no but, uh,
1: but you know but
0: it's no it, i know it, it's and practicals it, and it's sadly that that you're talking about has sort of started to be normal practice and, it's, yeah. and it d- depends on the weather it does you do yeah and it same with sowing, you know. Yeah, you just
1: it might say s- it, it, it on the packet you can sow it in mud. if it's chucking it down to rain or it's, it's freezing cold, you leave it in the packet and
0: wait a little while. What does Jeff Hodge always say? Plants and seeds can't read packets they can't. or books. No. That's right. They can
1: Sometimes people can't either, but um, it's, uh, <laughs> um but now it's it you've got to work with the weather and you know there's all this about climate change and everything else. But if you went through the season the season evens itself out year on year.